Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. So Henry's instincts were correct in that if he could get you uh, to partner up with him, uh, great things would happen, and it paid off. It paid off for him and for me. Yeah, yeah. Made more money than I ever made. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so probably you should invest with Henry because his instincts seem to be pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I like like that one. That's a great one. (laughs) I'm going to... This guy needs to be sponsoring my podcast. Yeah, he does. He should be. (laughs) (laughs) I've never even heard of Henry before today. But anyway, the thing is that now you came in and, uh, you know, it's it's a nice progression. And you didn't get sidetracked off so many of the things that get caused people to take forever. You know, it's 39 for their 45 before they they get their own business or have this kind of success because uh, not that they weren't hard, you know, working hard or doing wrong things. They just did not make the exact uh, choice that would allow them to slingshot and keep climbing fast. And so let's, let's back up to where you learn in any, you you need the experience of of managing people in anything you're doing because uh, uh in your world now, you're advising people that are doing that. But, uh, you know, when you get as you get bigger, you have your own organization that's you, know, you got to manage your own organization and manage others. So the thing is, you started. How did you move into management and uh, what kind of big surprises, if any, did you get uh, oh, man. managing <laughs> other people? Wow. I mean, this brings back a lot of memories. Yeah. Okay. So you don't um, have to be 45 to get these lessons. I mean, if you, you move up through the thing, you get promoted early, you know, cause I always, that, that happened to me in my, in my life. You know, I was always at a position earlier than everybody else. I remember when I started in financial services and we were recruiting and training, I always looked around the room and I was the youngest person in the room. And I'm saying, why are these guys listening to me? Then I go, well, I don't know, but let's go. And right. So, right. <laughs> It's interesting you bring that up and and because the whole concept of leadership and management, you know, I've been very fascinated by it, especially in the recent year, because I look back at my life and I and I always thought to myself, you know, you know, was I a natural born leader? Um, yes and no. I had some traits of leadership even at a young age, but I never had a platform to actually develop it. Yeah. So the best part for me was when I did ROTC, ROTC in university. Right. That was when I was training to become a commission officer. Right. Every day we were just learning about leadership. Now, yeah. okay. What do they teach you about leadership? I'm curious about that. What does the army teach you about leadership? Absolutely. I'll tell you a few quotes that I'll never forget from my uh, lieutenant colonel, uh, Eric okay. Colonel, colonel Dye. So one of my favorite quotes from him that I learned from him is, whenever your team or your platoon experiences failure, right? When you fail, your team fails. As the leader, you must take 100% ownership of the failure, even though it wasn't your fault. Now, right. the flip side is true. If your team experiences success, you will then give all credit to your team and yeah. take none for yourself. 
Right. So he would teach us things like that in class. Yeah, that's great. Amazing, which was amazing for me at a young age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah all, once you know it, you know, yeah, uh, and you don't have to figure it out on your own. You yes. can just you can you can operate in a productive way. Uh, yes. You can make sure the words that come out of your mouth are not creating static uh, or uh, you know obstacles or conflicts with the people you're around. You can it, it enables you to be intelligent with uh, edit self editing what way you respond to situation because a lot of the time in leadership uh you're you need there's a leader there because you need a leader you know sheep need to be led and the sheep you know wander off in all the directions and you're uh you're in charge the thing is the blame's going to come down on you you know and so uh if if it's not done so you might as well you might as well accept it you know and so the thing is that when you know how to uh, talk to people and you know what's a productive thing to say and a not productive thing to say, you could just save yourself so much grief. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. And, and so you picked up a lot of a lot of lessons right there about leadership and your uh, ROTC, uh, uh yep. training. Now, when you got you moved into. Uh, uh, how was that when the rubber meet, met the road, you got into the real world? Yes. Uh, how did that go? Now, that's where things went fun. <laughs> for the, for okay. the, like, so, you know, I had all these theory, right? And and to be fair, I was also doing ROTC. Um, I got promoted to becoming the battalion command sergeant major for my final year. So I was, oh, congratulations. I was yeah. in charge of I was in charge of my entire university. And and until today, I don't know why I got selected for it. Honestly, I just think that my cadre, the, the staff yeah. members just saw potential in me. But yeah. so I got some, you know, a bit of hands-on experience of actual management. But when I got to Dan's company, this is where, let's just say, you know, stuff hit the fan. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because when I came into the real world and actually had to manage a sales team, right? And he only promoted me because he saw my leadership potential as well as my experience with the military. Okay. That's why Dan promoted me to sales manager, right? Yeah. And and like you said, it was the first time where the rubber met the road. And so I literally tried to treat everybody like the military. <laughs> so, that was literally how I operated for the first year. And it was not good. It was not good. I was yeah. extremely aggressive. I would belittle people. I would fire people at the slightest drop of the hat. I would just fire them off the team. I was... I was so aggressive to the point where Dan would get emails complaining <laughs> about me from people that I fired. <laughs> so that was how bad I was in the beginning because You're I like took a little little Napoleon. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. I was brutal. I was brutal. I was. But but you know, um, there was also good things from that because I realized what it actually took to. So I went on the fire extreme, right? Like I went extremely aggressive. And I think when it comes to managing a sales team, you do need some aggression. Just dial, right. it, dial it down a little bit. You can't yeah. be too passive. You will not hit any sales targets. With, with you passive. cannot be passive. Right. You got to be. But there's ways uh, you learn how to yes. dress their want to because really uh, they want to do big things, you know, and uh, they just need to be reminded that they want to. You know, it's right. like and the right. great way, great way to do that 
uh, is questions. You find yes. you don't get in trouble with questions like, yes. okay, you know, they had a big month the month before. You say, okay, congratulations, unbelievable. I'm so proud of you. I can't, you know, I, it just blew me away. I didn't expect you to be there for two or three more months. Now, ask me, you know, I got you're on a commission, you know, everything. Uh, do you want to take a month or two to kind of recover from this this massive effort that you made, or do you want to keep growing? Because, you know, I'll understand if you want to back off, but, oh, no, I'm going to keep growing. Is it? Oh, really? You want to keep growing? Really? Okay. And so, <laughs> but they're telling you, you yeah. know, that they want to rather than you say, you got to keep growing. Yes, um, absolutely. So that's what, tap into that's that want, want to, you know. Yeah, that's the lesson I had to learn in my first year was that I was, you know, I took, I took basically the theory from the military and I had to then figure it out in the real world as I went along. Yeah. And th thankfully I improved. Thankfully yeah. I learned from my mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is with commission people, it's a volunteer army. It's an art, but it's still going to be an army. Right. It's still going to be an army. Yeah, and an you got to, you know, cause you, you've, they volunteer to join and you volunteer to let them right. be on the team, you know? And so yeah. if you've agreed, both sides have agreed that you want to be here. Okay. Let's be here then, you know, right. let's, not come in and suck air up and ask stupid questions and never do anything, you know? And so, so you do have to be, and that's a hard thing to find the right uh, way of dealing with people to where you can be yourself, but you can be your aggressive self yes. and, and not uh, yes. uh, uh, offend people and run them off, you know, because it, especially if you've made mistakes yourself, and you're willing to laugh at yourself, those are the managers that uh, uh, people can relate to, you know, because you don't, you don't imply you never made a mistake. So talk about some of the things that where things started to turn around for you with your, uh, what was your biggest disaster in sales management? Oh, man. I think my my biggest disaster, aside from people writing into the company. Yeah, that's like, pretty bad. I was, yeah. I was the worst person they ever met in my in their life. Um, the worst disaster was when I have, and thank God, um, they're still with me today in my company. I had two sales managers that I've trained and coached and managed since four years ago. They moved with me to my company today. But the, ah. worst, the worst moment, right? And this is a, it's a guy and a girl. The worst moment I can almost imagine was when I was so aggressive that I, I basically almost destroyed our relationship. Yeah. I, had I not changed, because I would be yelling at them, I'd be slamming the table, I'd be saying, you guys are not good enough, why are we not doing this, why are we not following orders, why are we not, right? And so I almost lost them. I literally just almost lost my best, my best people because of me, uh, because of uh, my failure in leadership, right? And yeah. we had to have an intervention. They literally had to tell me like, hey, Joel, if you keep this up, like, we cannot work. Like, I just can't work with you. I don't even know. Like, I want to be here, but you're making it extremely hard for me. Right. Like, and so yeah. like I had a come to Jesus moment Yeah. <laughs> where yeah. I was like, I had to reflect back in the past two years and realize, wow, I was a pretty terrible leader. Yeah. I got to change. Right. That, that was my come to Jesus moment Yeah. when my managers had to come talk to me. And by the way, keep in mind, they were extremely terrified. Right. Yeah. Even give me that feedback. That that was how desperate the situation was that they had to tell me, right? Yeah, and so that was it. That was the moment. Well, that's the thing that uh, 
the best thing really that happens to you on the way up the ladder and building things is uh, your rough edges get knocked off, you know, unless, unless, you know, I was hoping that would happen to Donald Trump when he ran for president, but it just seemed, <laughs> it just seemed like it sharpened his edges, you right, know, <laughs> right, right. it didn't knock them off. It just right. sharpened them. Yeah. Uh, but, but <laughs> which I hate it for him, you know, because, <laughs> but uh, the thing is, and for everybody else around him, but uh, the thing is that, you have to find your own style, but we got to get things done with people and people are going to be imperfect. And the <laughs> thing is, I always uh, could get myself to give them the benefit of the doubt, even when I wanted to strangle them. And uh, uh, because it was just like, well, uh, I'm going to make mistakes, too. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's if it's easier if you don't keep them in a straight jacket. For you not to be in a straight jacket and for, <laughs> right. them, for them to give you the benefit of the doubt when you screw up, you know, right. and, but you always t- and take responsibility for it, you know, and yes. you don't have to be right all the time as a leader. And so how did that impact the way you change going out of that situation? Because the impulse uh, to respond mm-hmm. uh like the uh, uh, Napoleon uh, mm-hmm. was was already in there, and so those, right. you know, so right. that's geared, those habits, those responses are geared yes. in your yes. in your core, and you had to stifle those right. and turn it into something else. How, talk about that process. Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought this up. I actually forgot. I mean, not forgot. I just this has been buried back in my brain. I don't remember, but you know, oh, now, now it's bringing, now it's coming back. It's like. I realized, so this is what happened. Before I got promoted to sales manager, right. there was a previous manager in the company that Dan had kept around for a few years before me. Now, uh-huh. this manager was actually my boss in the beginning. Okay. So I learned a lot of the traits from him as well. I'm not just blaming oh. him, I blame myself too. But then what I realized was that there's a reason why he got demoted. That's the reason ah. why no one liked him. Yeah. And Joel, if you continue on the same path, you're going to end up exactly just like him. Right. Yeah. So that was my, that was the moment that, that also helped me course correct. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And did, did you have talks with uh, Dan about this? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did. We did because I told him, because he, he saw that I changed and he asked me, how did I change? Why did I change? Right. And yeah. so I, I shared, I shared these things with him. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.